the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde 2 Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, <laughs> Gordon TL's here as well. <laughs> Look at his face Because I left him out Shut He's absolutely it. furious Look at him uh, Gordon DL is here as well I'm well, just used to I'm, I'm used to just saying three names And it Yeah it Sort of rolled off the tongue Sorry Gordon DL is here as well Are you okay over there? Good evening It's great to be here He's not going to comment That's uh, yeah. <laughs> last hour Anyway They're all here And they're waiting to hear from you We're here until 6 o'clock The number you need to get us on is 0141-951-1025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well What a day of Scottish football It's been so fascinating as always It kicked off with a 0-0 draw between Celtic uh, And they went to Livingston, sorry And got that 0-0 draw And then what about that scoreline from Ibrox Rangers 7 In brackets, Mark Wilson That's what they'll say 7, Motherwell 1 So much to get through So Rangers fans Let's hear from you How much of a, a statement was that this afternoon And what about that as a, a response uh, to the European disappointment You're also only two points off Celtic So what do you think about the bigger picture as well Motherwell fans, come on, share your despair with us Yeah, fascinating day Two games, eight goals All at Ibrooks, none at Livingston uh, And Rangers back, rejuvenated uh, the Celtic supporters slightly deflated Even though they go top of the league Because that unbelievable run of 5 games and 23 goals uh, The goals suddenly dried up uh, And Celtic will also feel aggrieved That they should have been playing against 10 men For the majority of the game But the referee has missed an obvious red card And the SFA will have to clear up the mess uh, Alex Ray, you're still with us there at Ibrox. How much of a statement was that from Rangers, do you think? Well, as we said before the game, it was an opportunity to capitalise on Celtic dropping two points today and Hearts losing yesterday. So that's the thing you have to do, Gordon. You have to win games when your opponents uh, in and around about you uh, are dropping it. So uh, it's job done, but it was the manner in which they did it today. It was really, really impressive. But uh, uh, listen, I have to make it clear. Cal McHugh... Uh, 32 minutes going off the park was a uh, was a big blow for Motherwell. They never got to grips with it, and as I said, Rangers really put them to the sword, and it could easily have been more. Yeah, Duncan Campbell's on Twitter. You can get us there as well as the phones. Fantastic result today after Thursday's disappointment. I think Gerard can now get the players fired up for games in December, which is critical to Rangers' season. Hugh, again. <laughs> You can be accused of, of sort of flip-flopping it and changing your mind week to week, but you can only go on, on, on what you're seeing. And Celtic have been fantastic. However, yeah. had you offered Steven Gerrard to be within two points come mid-November, would he have taken it? Without question. And it's a, a reason for the Rangers supporters to come on here and say, you know, we've heard so much about Celtic and the, the 23 goals in five games, the transformation... Uh, Ryan Christie The emergence of Ryan Christie Edward Eight goals in eight games That came to a halt today And so on and so forth But Rangers are still only two points away from them And with the sides to meet in the month of December On the 29th So Of course The Rangers supporters are entitled to Spend the next couple of weeks In an optimistic frame of mind The Celtic fans I have no doubt Will say Well so what Nothing each against Livingston these things happen That's football uh, And they will continue to believe That uh, Celtic will make it Eight in a row 0141 951 1025 Let us know what you think Alec is a Motherwell fan on the line Sum up how you're feeling Alec 
Uh, well, I'll try and keep it clean. If you could. No, I, can ex- I can accept Muller will got a right doing the day. I, all that I can accept. Now, they had a bad day. Rangers had a great day. That's fine. But what kind of appeased me watching the game on television was some of Craig Thompson's uh, decision. Uh, I, I know it's a, a matter of opinion. My opinion was it was never a penalty. It was never a deliberate handball. Uh, what I didn't like, especially with Wee Morales, was his antics right in Craig Thompson's face, clapping, holding his hand up, showing for a card, all that kind of stuff. And also, there was on two or three occasions, there was some right hard tackles put on him. Again, it's the man's game, but the way he rolls about and then gets up, as if he's, when he gets a tackle, it's as if he's been four then seconds later he's up, sprinting down the wing. My opinion, I just think he's a lot of his play acting. And I'd just like to think, I will ask the panel, what do they think of Marilius' actions? I, I thought the one he got off Hartley was looked a Saurian. Yeah. Uh, in the second so. half. I, I think the one he has went it. down and he's eventually had to go off. I thought that did look a proper tough crunching tackle. So yeah, I, he went down. Ah, he went down, but the one he got off Hartley, it looked like an elbow. That's what I'll, I'll say. But when he went down, he's holding his leg. I mean, if you got a bump in the head, it doesn't affect your leg. I like. I would be more concerned about how my team folded uh, when they went down to ten men. I know it was a big loss. Uh, you're away at, uh, a a hard place to go and get a result at Ibrox, and you get down to ten men. It was always going to be difficult, but to fold the way Motherwell has um, is a bit worrying for me. Yeah, like the nature of the scoreline. Let's talk a bit more about about that. How how damaging could that be? Well, it's it's. Anything that you get off the old firm as a bonus, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I would just say, right, it's done, it's dusted, take the break, and let's get back, and let's concentrate on the teams that we're really going to have a fight against. How did you feel about your manager going to the stand? Do you think that he perhaps could have conducted himself better because players like to look to the dugout and see the manager there? Well, sure, you would like to know what the manager said. If it's anything that's Above, uh, I, I don't know what the word is I'm trying to say, but if it was derogatory to the referee or whatever, that's fine. But sometimes the referees, I think, are a bit harsh sending guys. It would be great if you send the referee to stand <laughs> with some of his, his decisions. Well, go on another one. You need to abandon the game at that point. So uh, that, that's the most important thing for me. You've spoken about Morelos and the, the, the way he conducts himself. But the, the only thing that would be important to me, and I haven't seen it, is the whole penalty business, the whole sending off of Cal McHugh, leading to the manager losing the plot. Uh, that, for me, I would love to... And Alec Ray can, can give me his honest opinion because he's sitting there at Ibrox and he witnessed it all Alec would would you would you go to the witness box and say yeah without doubt a penalty and a red card well initially it looked to me as if his arm was in an unnatural position I don't know if Alex actually saw it uh, you know on the TV and it looked as if it was unnatural but the the, 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 the shout for the penalty was overwhelming and uh, it looked to me as if he had his arm up raised so I, I immediately felt as if it was a penalty and um, but I'm not sure whether Cal McCure's was uh, kind of done for dissent afterwards. That was the the, the defining moment for me. Uh, going back to Alex's point in terms of Aldred and Peter Hartley, the both of them 
I actually enjoyed the battle in which she was going on with Morelos and that, you know, they were smashing it at the back and we was trying to back in. Uh, and, and he is, and, and what, the, what the thing is that people have to remember is people are trying to rail Alfredo Morelos because they know he has a little temper on him, he likes to react to things and people are trying to give him that, smashing him all over the place. And, and the one later on when the Motherwell player get booked, I was actually a bit naughty because he laid him on there, it was kind of off the ball instant, so, you know, it was a right call by Craig Thompson to book him at that that instance. So, um, but overall, I can understand Alex's frustration because they didn't cope with the, the numerical disadvantage. Motherwell, they caved in actually, and it was a disappointing day. But I don't think this will uh, define where Motherwell are uh, over the course of the season. You know, they've, they've they've obviously got a couple of good wins there, and they have to regroup after this because this was an extremely uh, tough afternoon. So, for them. which part of the whole business drove Stephen Robinson to distraction? Well, I, I think it was the, the penalty, and then when he obviously seen the red card, they started remonstrating, and one of the the coaching staff came out and had words with him as well, and he kind of lost the plot at that stage. So uh, uh, he will feel as if the Rangers. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who it was. Who it wasn't any of the main. It wasn't the boy Beale. It wasn't uh, Gary McAllister. Stephen Gerrard was kind of trying to calm things down at the edges technical area. So, uh, but he just didn't seem to let it lie. He was animated. and He was kind of jumping about the technical area. So. He, he will feel as if he can uh, maybe he felt as if he was hard done by but I don't think that was the reaction you know that, that you know obviously he's disappointed to have lost a penalty in a man but you know then to compound it by actually getting sent to the stand so until we actually see the referee whether he said something to the fourth official whether he said someone toward towards the Rangers uh, backroom staff I'm not quite sure uh, thank you to Alec and Motherwell You can join them on the line 01419511025 Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB That's what Cameron Quinn has done He says completely took Motherwell apart today I'm pleased for Gresda to get his goals and an assist Hopefully he can kick on And continue to improve Fantastic result Alec Ray, that's where sometimes it can be about more than three points You only get three points for a win But when it's as emphatic as this And you allow various guys to get game time And guys to get on the score sheet There can be a a knock-on effect. Yeah, it's like an added bonus, Gordon. We were saying at the top of the show, Gresda, what we're going to get from him? Two goals and assist. And as the game wore on, he became more and more of a threat. Young Middleton scored a goal again. You know, uh, he'll be kind of chapping at the door continuously. Uh, young Grant Crane. And that's that's one of the things that I felt as if Rangers have been lacking, is that kind of competition for places in the wider areas. You know, if Kent's not doing it, then young Middleton comes on. And if Candace is not doing it, Grez does. So they need that competition to keep pushing everyone forward. And uh, uh, Big Macaulay coming on at the back would be an added bonus because I have to say, Katic again today. Oh, he looked a bit nervy, slashing at the ball. He got too tight to, uh, I think it was Bowman, uh, on the far side. I mean, far too tight in the box. He just lets the ball run through him. Gets to the byline because he's already committed. Uh, you know, his lack of experience there to get, get done in the, uh, in, in the box. And it was a ball across the face, which ultimately resulted in them equalising Motherwell. So, uh, I think I think Macaulay getting 45 minutes would be a really big bonus for Steven Gerrard because you can clearly see this guy's played at the top level. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when there's obviously 11 men on the park, whether uh, you know is a, the tougher challenges ahead for Macaulay, but he was totally assured at the back. Enough to suggest that he could actually be one of the first choice central well, defenders. Well, this is a, the fascinating thing. It's just whether they feel as if he's a, an up to speed because today's not really the way how you can gauge it, Gordon, because he just absolutely breezed through it. His experience, his touch. There's a ball get blasted up the line, Gordon, and he tried to intercept it, and it was like 
uh, a deft touch for a, such a big man. He's a giant man. Took a touch and then just popped it off to uh, Tavernier on the right-hand side. And I thought, oof. And I said to Ronnie, as we were sitting beside this, he's, that's the kind of guy that's played at the top level. It'll be interesting to see where he is in the general fitness when it comes up against tougher challenges. You know, I know Rangers have uh, obviously got uh, Livingston uh, two weeks' time, Villarreal here, but then they have Hearts away directly after that Villarreal game and then Aberdeen, so they will be bigger challenges if he decides to throw McCauley in. 01419511025 in the phone. Scott's a Rangers fan in Govan. Just how happy are you after that, Scott? <laughs> I'm really pleased at my team there. It's going to be by far the best game I've seen this season. Um, coming into the game, um, Motherwell are one of our bogey teams. Um, but today, even even before the man gets in half, Rangers were really up for that. And and before um, the game, when he made the changes, I was I was kind of hesitant. I thought, okay, what's going to happen here? No, every man played their part and I think you've got to take your hat off to young Middleton for a boy at 18 year old to score away in Europe and then come back and score at Ibrox for that full house um, that boy I think is going far Alec is that is that uh, the way you sorry I'll let you back in Scott is that the way you sensed it Alec that Rangers even at 11 men were really at it today yeah, but as I said a couple of weeks ago when I watched them against Hearts, uh, Hearts uh, got the ascendancy. Uh, they obviously down to 10 men, but they had the ascendancy, Gordon, and uh, it was the total opposite today. Uh, they start the second half for 10 minutes. I'm thinking, right, OK, is this going to be uh, a, a kind of replica of a couple of weeks ago where they're just going to keep the ball and there's no really great any penetration? And then when they get the goal on, I think it was 59 minutes, you're thinking, right, OK, here we go. And then they get one a couple of minutes later. And then from then on in, I think this could be anything and I really feared for Motherwell at that stage and obviously they were only won uh, seven so it was extremely difficult but we, we, we spoke at the beginning of the programme the importance of Ryan Jack the, he does the, the really even when the ball's getting kicked from the goalkeeper he's the one that then challenges with Curtis May in a bombing which allows the back line to keep intact and he just gives you that protection Gordon and, and that also allows Scott Arfield to then go from middle to front along with Azaria and it just gives him a different dimension you know he just does the, the simple things well uh, Ryan Jack I was really impressed with him today and uh, he just keeps it ticking and uh, he gives him that balance and Scott made a, a good point about Glenn Middleton as well yeah. a good couple of days for him bittersweet perhaps in Europe when the goal doesn't help towards a victory but nevertheless a goal in Europe and then a, an impressive performance and a goal this afternoon Gordon one of the things about the young Middleton when you break into a team like Rangers is playing in front of 50,000 and you start making a mark you're starting to score goals it gives you an amazing lift and it also gives you confidence to believe that you actually believe it uh, be, belong at this stage uh, and he did it ever so well again today that's another goal so he will go into the next game thinking okay and you start growing in stature and believing that you know you can be a mainstay within this team because that's got to be his goal now he's got to say to himself Ryan Kent doesn't matter I'm keeping him out of the team and if he continues to score on a regular basis and contributing the manner what he's doing then then <laughs> it gives Stephen Gerrard a headache but that's a great thing from the, for the Rangers manager's point of view because obviously you want uh, options Do you think that's possible Scott? Do you think Glenn Middleton could be in there to stay? I, well I don't think he's going to be in there to stay no I think there's there is better players there um, suited to the game but it, I think he will go far I think he's for 18 year old He's got his whole life in front of him, um, and I think he will make his mark. Uh, whether he stays at Rangers or goes well elsewhere, I think he's definitely making his mark. Um, and I'm glad to see that now 
I mean, there's only what like use points to do it um, before the start of the game. Five teams up there, and there's only three points separating them. Or it's a cracking. Back in season so far. Scott, one yeah. of the things you just said there, whether he stays at Rangers, I'm sure he just signed a four-year contract. They're not signed to 2022 yeah. recently, so I don't think he's going anywhere soon. But my point was that in his mind, he should be thinking to himself, I'm going to give the manager a headache. Well, I, I totally agree with you because it's a bit early for him. He's still got a lot to learn. He's still got to learn the, the, the kind of difference. I said that before the before the, the game. That I felt as if if he drove inside more, he would give uh, defenders a, a right headache because... I, most of the time he tries to search the outside. He always tries to go into his natural left foot. But if he can adapt and come inside and start bouncing balls off his strikers, then he become formidable because he's got a natural pace. I'm glad that Scott mentioned that he finds all of this exciting. That three points separate the top five teams in the league after one third of the season has been negotiated. I now declare this title race back on again. Well, that's a big claim from yeah, you. Yeah, well, it is. It's certainly the facts are there with the points. Uh, it was a big result for Rangers today. You've got to say, um, young Middleton, I think, has been terrific, um, and he's starting to take his opportunity. But he's a young boy, so I think you'll see him being used now and again. I don't think he'll be a regular. He'll play week in, week out, as Alec was saying there about. You've got to learn your trade. You've got to. You know, learn the, the the system and everything about it, and how he handle playing in front of fifty thousand people at Ibrox. So he's got a great future see, ahead of see him. See the thing about him just now. The one thing I really like about him that any good winger's got Positive. is a lack of fear. Yeah. He's not scared of taking a fullback on. The, the most frustrating thing in the world is seeing a winger with pace and, and guile and, and ability. but scared to take the fullback on. Never willing to test the fullback. Well, this kid gets the ball. And test full back all the time. Not only here, but remember when he came on against Villarreal, it just took off, and he, you know, he's not scared of that, and it's it's brilliant mm. to see. So he needs to keep that. It's very difficult to keep it, but he's looking good so far. Scott, we're at another junction in the season. That the third international break, you've now had more than a, a good look at all the sides that you're going to be up against domestically. Where where are you at at the moment then, in terms of what you think Rangers can achieve by the end of the season? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I've got to look at getting winning the Premier League. That's that's first and foremost for me, I think. Um, but more importantly, um, I think now um, Ibrooks is a fortress again because um, <laughs> teams are coming to Ibrooks now and they either sit back and don't go forward, or they go forward and they get hammered. But Hearts did. Um, and Motherwell tried it as well today. So, for me, Ibrox is a fortress again, and I've got to, got to win the Premiership. I've got to win, we're only two points behind Hearts and Celtic, with a game in hand, same as Celtic. Got to achieve it, that's for me. So, Scott, you've heard what Scott thinks. What do you think? Do you agree or disagree? 0141 951 You can tweet at Clyde SSB, and we're going to hear from Stephen Robinson oh. next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde Two Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde Two Super Scoreboard. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind after those games. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And if tweeting is your thing, we are at Clyde SSB. Just a bit of breaking news 
Hugh And uh, Hamburg have announced that David Bates Has been called into the Scotland oh. A squad So he was already involved with the 21s Remember the likes of Charlie Mulgrew with, Withdrew from the Scotland squad yep. And David Bates is going to go in there Well I've read and heard nothing but good reports uh, About David Bates uh, Who has managed to go to a, a side Who were relegated But has kept his place in that team uh, Has adapted to the German culture Has learned the language uh, And has impressed everyone with his displays So I think that is again uh, A very simple straightforward decision For Alec McLeish to take uh, And I'm glad to see him in the squad And we can see him grow from there Because we need his youth In that position in our national team uh, the Ginger Ramos I believe they call him <laughs> That's their word Certainly not mine um, But there we go He's in the Scotland squad Alex Ray What do you make of that? Yes uh, It doesn't surprise me Gordon uh, I was impressed Towards the end of his stay At Rangers uh, I thought he was one of the more Consistent players When I first seen him at Rangers I thought he was very very raw uh, But he came on leaps and bounds And clearly Doing a decent job over in uh, in Hamburg But um, yeah it's, it's impressive for a young man I think one of his uh, strengths was his one-to-one defending. I think if anyone was going to criticise him in a department of his game, it was his passing from the back. But he's over in Germany, he's playing regular, uh, he'll be improving that, so I think it's a good call-up. The important thing is we need guys who are desperate to play for Scotland, yeah. who want to play for Scotland. And there's no doubt David Bates would probably tick that box. You know, he's went over to Germany to, to be a better player, but... There's no doubt the young players in that under 21 squad who are playing at such a high level like here are, are desperate to play for the A squad. So it's a good thing to have guys like him in, in central, the squad. In central defence, Mark. Charlie McGrew does a terrific job, but Charlie is at a stage in his career where we need to be looking at people who are younger than him to look ahead to tournaments that we hope to qualify further mm. down the line. But Charlie has done a marvellous job for Scotland, but you want to see people of Bates' age in that team. We're going to hear from Stephen Robinson very soon, and then Stephen Gerrard will follow. But first, let's hear from Jimmy, who's a Rangers fan in Cambus Lang. What pleased you the most today, Jimmy? Hey, and as soon as they announced the team selection, I was overjoyed, and I hope it's a wake-up call for Gerrard because he binned the Liverpool players, the fullback, the the guy in the midfield, and the wee winger. Because the Rangers' wing play today was excellent. Wee Middleton and the wee Albanian guy. Yeah, just just remember, it is worth remembering though, Jimmy, that Ryan Kent's injured and I think Ajaria played. Ajaria did yes. play, so you're, Flanagan's no. the only one, but carry on. Aye, Ajaria's fine, but the other big guy was it Cool Arthur or something Yeah, he's not Liverpool, but I get I get the point Aye. anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying, but I'm looking, the, the team, the way they played today was excellent. So, And that was without three Liverpool players. He keeps on wanting something to Jack. I don't know, it just seems to be. The Liverpool players are brought to get a game. Didn't matter how good or bad. When that fullback, how him and the other guy stayed on for 82 minutes on Thursday was unbelievable. I mean, I'm 74 and I could have beat them. Jimmy, Jimmy, I think it was only John Flanagan who had that Liverpool connection that didn't play today. Uh, Middleton, uh, sorry, Kent rather, uh, was injured. So he he, uh, he obviously didn't play, but Ajaria did play. Uh, but I think you're talking about Koulibaly I think he's in loan from a team in France So 
it's really just the one guy that yeah so I don't know where you're coming from with this Liverpool connection what about Gresda though he was pleased to see him Jimmy was pleased to see him in today Alec he got his two goals yeah. how did he look yeah as I said, as I said earlier on uh, Gordon I felt as if the two wide guys contributed ever so well uh, I, I, again it goes back to the ten men they utilised that extra man well and they grew and grew as the game went on and they became integral and influential within that game uh, obviously scoring two goals later on Gresda Middleton got his goal from a, a Gresda cutback uh, I didn't I've got to be honest I didn't fancy him on his right foot coming in his uh, you know his weaker foot and he just rifles it into the, the near post so uh, you know he's, he's dispatched that very well but it was an impressive performance all round and uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Stephen Robinson makes of it all It's an interesting concept don't want Liverpool players cluttering up the place mm-hmm. I think yes you do Anybody you can get from Liverpool would be very handy, thanks. Uh, Jimmy, what about going forward then? You've got the break at the moment. Um, a, a very convincing win today. Two points behind Celtic. How do you see it panning out after the break? He'll just go back to his old ones. He'll bring all the rest of them back. The Rowan keep it. The team he had today was excellent. Right through the team. They were absolutely excellent. Their wing play was first class. A lot different from what it was in Thursday night there. Maybe, maybe. Thursday night was... Thursday night was Terrible. An interesting Terrible. one, Alex Ray, because Ryan Kent's been yep. been pretty good, is he not? I mean, I've only seen sort of positive feedback from him, mostly, like everyone else. I'm yeah. sure he has his moments. Yeah, well, listen, I think in terms of the... Um, Alfredo Morelos is the most uh, potent guy in that forward area, Gordon, in terms of goals. He's all-round play. But young Ryan Kent has grown in stature. He was a bit part, you know, in terms of within the games, he maybe have wee spells early in the season. But as it's grown on, He's, he's been the, the key man. Uh, now, I totally agree with Jimmy today because of the, the personnel changes. Uh, Candace was suspended and then Kent's injured. So this was an opportunity for these guys. And this is a great thing for Steven Gerrard because Gresda stood up to the mark. A couple of goals, assist. Middleton was a constant threat down the left-hand side. And if they get the balls in and around the box, uh, and I have to say, Scott Arfield breaking from the middle of the park, Ajaria kept tidying, um, things ticking over as well. And then you've got that protection. But... Tavernier is a constant threat going down the sides as well so when they're in that form Gordon they, it's, it's all, sometimes you watch Rangers and it's like chalk and cheese you, you look at today and you go wow this is this is unbelievable and then other games you look at it as an example last week against St Mirren Livingston away and you're thinking where where is hmm. that kind of how do you balance that out where you're formidable you're charging forward like a light brigade and then other times you're struggling to carve, carve out opportunities Get your thoughts in on that Celtic visit to Livingston earlier on as well Goalless um, But injuries to the likes of Christopher Iyer We know Craig Gordon will be out of the Scotland squad A controversial incident involving Dolly Menga as well Give us your thoughts 01419511025 Would you like to hear from Stephen Robinson? Why not? Let's do it shall we? Well, what I will do, I'm not going to use the referee as an excuse. You can get beat, there's manners to get beat, and uh, so disappointing the WhatsApp performance in the second half. Um, we looked like we had an excuse in the bag after that happened. You know, I won't, I won't make no bones about it. The decision changes a big aspect of the game, but the manner of how we got defeat was, defeated was really disappointing. We certainly can't blame the referee for four or five of them goals. That was woeful defending. Um, and people need to look long and hard at themselves after that. You said it was a big turning point. Did you see the penalty? Did you think it was? Yeah, I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. Um, the letter of the law suggests that he needs to be sent off. The first booking's a, a, a disgrace. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I have to say, referees getting conned continually. 
but the same people continually. But uh, yeah, and the letter of the law after he's booked him, he has to send him off. But it should never have been a booking in the first one. Um, it certainly wasn't the reason why we went on and lost seven goals, or six goals after that. You know, um, I think as a lot of people looking for excuses today to hide behind a referee, I'm not going to use that. Um, I don't even want that to make the headline. We need to do simply so much better than that there defensively. That was hard to take for 45 minutes. Have you still been sent to the stand? Did you speak to what did Craig Thompson say to you? Uh, I think it's best I don't speak to them. Um, listen, members of their staff came up to voice their opinion. Um, that was it. I was only one sent to the stand. So, young boy, out of his depth as a fourth official, obviously can't deal with that. In terms of the Rangers assistants coming over and speaking to you, that was your... Well, that was the reaction. It was. It wasn't. I don't think it was a major incident. You know, Stephen even said, "Look, don't worry, I'll sort it out." In other words, you know, he'll deal with until the staff to to sit back down again. It was an emotional game, so I don't think it was a major incident. But as usual, it was. It was made into something. Do you think referee should I'm not going to talk about individual players. Um, certain players get away with certain things every week. Um, they have a hard task. You know, if, if you're getting fooled every week all the time. Then it's it's difficult for them, but you know, all I know, I can speak about my lads. Are it wasn't a, it wasn't a free kick in the first place. It certainly wasn't a yellow card. He was given the yellow card for continual fouling, but that wasn't a foul. So work that one out. Well, if, if I can interpret what he has to say there, I, I think he's blaming the fourth official for not uh, having the maturity to handle what was going on, uh, and perhaps the fourth official has said to the referee, "I think maybe it's time for the manager to go to the stand." Uh, that's what I interpret from what uh, Stephen Robinson has said But the other good thing that he said Was that that's not an excuse for Motherwell losing 7-1 Certain players have to look at themselves They imploded And the referee is not the reason why The score was as emphatic in Rangers' favour as it was So he's owned up mm. to that And he's told his players In not so many words Understand where you are Hugh now. I'm delighted That he's come out And It's it's so easy He could have come out there And and had a go at the referee And blamed the referee yeah. And put everything On the referee Because That's what seems to be The norm Nowadays for managers That lose games They come out And the first thing they do Is have a pop at a referee He's not He's had a pop at his team He knows they've let him down badly He's probably Apologised to them as well by saying Listen guys I let you down badly By getting sent to the stand With my discipline So It's been a bad bad day for Motherwell But a really really good day for Rangers uh, Scoring 7 goals Our fans are over the moon with it The style of football as well uh, But As he said You've just got to I, I said earlier Gordon Three important games Dundee, St Mern and Rangers Six points out of nine for Motherwell they would have taken that hmm. in a heartbeat. What, what did you make of Stephen Robinson's assessment there, Alex? Because both things can be true. He's acknowledging on one hand, look, I do think this, the, the sending off changed the game, but it's certainly not an excuse. Gordon, I actually thought it was a very honest and frank... I, I wrote down the paper, fair play to him, because I, I think he could quite easily have come out there and blamed it. Uh, we'd won a caller earlier on saying it wasn't a penalty. The manager then comes out and confirms in his mind it was. Uh, for me, it was a foul on Morelos, and, if, and as he li- rightly says, it was con- uh, continuous fouling. So it was a, co- uh, a kind of a totting up process that warranted the first yellow card. And uh, he didn't pass the blame, which is great because it's so easy. Daz, we've all been there when the manager comes out and goes, the referee's cost us, the fourth official. And I have to say, you know, uh, he, he's tried to put the blame onto Craig Napier, the young fourth official. But he was jumping about in the box, going mad. And uh, so ultimately, that's uh, why he's been sent to the stand. Going on to Morelos, 
Um, he, he does take some stick. As I said, I really enjoyed the challenges that Aldred and Hartley did. They were smashing into the back and were trying to rile them up. They're trying to get them, get them to bite. And I quite enjoy all that because it adds to all the drama. Stunning goal from Sergio Aguero in the derby. Man City 2, Man United 0. That's devastating. Man United uh, give it away in the centre circle and within a flash well, it's above yeah, David De Gea and in the roof of the net. That's Jesse, what we're capable of, Hugh. That's what we were taught. Jesse Lingard just loses the ball and within five seconds they're two down. Yeah. Uh, George is a Rangers fan in Hamilton. What's on your mind after that, George? Uh, well, uh, I enjoyed the game very much. But, uh, that's, I'm not only speaking about Rangers. Uh, I'm only right, speaking okay. about uh, budgets in Scottish football. Yes. Well, Hugh even says earlier after every Celtic and uh, Livingston game, Budgets don't matter. Well, for somebody who has so-called knowledge to say that, I'm sorry, budgets do matter. Because when you've got a bigger budget than other clubs, it means you've got a bigger playing squad. Yeah, so, not necessarily. Like, not necessarily. I'm, Rangers will get a, uh, an inferior budget to Celtic, but they'll be a squad the same size. Depth or squad quality, it, tends, it does tend to be a correlation, surely. Well, anyway, yeah. it's a convenient excuse for people always to bring up budgets. But as I say, Celtic beat the uh, Leipzig when the Celtic fans were going about, well, we can't compete in Europe because of budget. And then they, they go and beat Leipzig. So, you know, the budgets are yeah. overestimated. And, yeah. So, uh, on you go, George. So, so Mr. Uh, Mr. Hugh Evans, so what, what is Leipzig's budget compared to Celtic's budget? Oh, I, can't, I can't imagine that there'd be that great deal of a difference. Oh, I would think Obviously, so. Uh, uh, Leipzig maybe spend more per player in a transfer fee but the wage bill as far as I'm aware it's about 60 million per year at Parkhead I don't know if that's for a full playing squad <laughs> What is the point you're trying to make here? Well I'm trying to make uh, you, do, uh, you try to cover up Celtic's poor, uh, poor result today no, I I said no the opposite. I, I, I just the opposite all day long. I was the one who was standing here saying they can play all day, so I was actually convinced from the half time whistle when Gordon asked me, "Do you think Celtic can win?" And I said, "I'm not sure now." Uh, uh, so I spent the second half saying they could play all day. So I don't know what you're talking about. On Twitter, Alex, Chris says Class performance today, Gresda and Middleton showing their class I also believe Halliday was brilliant as well Your thoughts on his performance? Yeah, he uh, he brings a balance, Gordon, as I said beforehand And he just allows things to kind of tick away nicely up and down that left side And uh, no, he was very steady, Andy uh, He kept the ball relatively well, defensively sound uh, and, and when you look at John Flanagan, he's obviously an experienced campaigner uh, But he's not a natural left back You know, as you've seen the other night when the ball gets done and the inside of him uh, for, for one of the goals for Moscow. Uh, so uh, uh, he's probably thinking to himself, probably I'm better suited to be playing right yeah. back. But as James Tavernier continues to impress, he scores goals uh, and he just brings a, an athleticism up there. So I'm not sure that uh, John Flanagan would get in in front of James Tavernier. So, you know, he's probably just been a utility player because for me, uh, Barisic will be the number one when he comes uh, back absolutely yeah. he, he gives you a natural balance over there but in terms of getting up and down he's similar to Tavernier on the other side and plus he has great quality from the wider area ok thank you to George in Hamilton still time for you to join us on the line not heard from any of you Celtic fans after that draw at Livingston 0141 and we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard next 
The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde 2 Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde 2 Super Scoreboard. Uh, Alex Ray, are you still with us? You're not being kicked out or anything yet? No, no I've just stood uh, <laughs> watching Stephen Gerrard giving a couple of his uh, friends a, a tour of the pitch. All right, okay, very nice. Well, you've not got long left, don't worry. So uh, Alex Ray's with us, Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL as well. Still 2 0 in the Manchester yeah, Derby. If you're interested in that sort of thing, what are you, what are you saying? Lukaku's just come on. That's his first touch of the ball. The Man City goalkeeper has brought him down. It's a penalty. Oh, wow. There we go. What was that for an instant impact? Not really sure. Do we care enough to stay with that? I'll tell you after this. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. His thoughts on today's 7 1 hammering of Motherwell. In fact, is Lukaku going to take it? That's always a risk, oh, isn't it? No. You're just on. <laughs> Don't let him take it. Oh, right. I'll give it five seconds and let's see if we can hurry up. He's not taking it. No, it's not. Martial. Martial. Ah, right, okay. He doesn't miss him. Here he comes, Martial into the bottom corner. Two one. Let's hear from Steven Gerrard. Yeah, I'm very pleased uh, with the players. Very pleased with the results. Um, really good reaction from from Thursday night, and um, we asked the players to, to bounce back today and, and, and put a show on for the supporters, and, and they certainly delivered that. There's a new hunger there. You know, maybe four, maybe mm. slack off, but they just kept going every, every ball. Every no, no. Uh, that's what I've been asking. For the players since since we we first started on on June the fifteenth, um, we've used the words ruthless and relentless. No matter the scoreline, forget the scoreline, just keep going all the way till the final whistle. And uh, and the lads did that today. I said to them at halftime, we're, we're three one up. They're down to ten men. What are we going to do? Um, are we going to carry on getting involved in a fight and playing on emotions, or are we going to be calm and, and go and play with? Precision and, and, and tempo that's going to hurt them, and you'll get opportunities to go and make the scoreline as big as you want to make it. And you know, the players have delivered. And with the results then on Saturday and today, it's been a, a real good weekend for you, hasn't it? Yeah, sometimes when you're playing um, the, the last fixture of the weekend and, and other teams win, it adds pressure. Sure. Um, and you've got to handle and you've got to cope and you've got to go and try and get maximum points. But you know, over the weekend it's been the opposite. Um, teams around us and above us have gave us an opportunity to um, go and close gaps and um, that really helped before the game, going into the dressing room saying to the players, there's an opportunity for you to close the gap. Um, go and put a performance in that shows everyone that you're keen on staying towards the top of the table. I haven't got nothing to say about Motherwell or um, any of them decisions. Just want to talk about my players today. Well, if he got another yellow card, he might miss a big game. So the game was um, won, in my opinion. So um, I made the mistake against Air United playing them. I didn't want to make the same mistake twice. Uh, interesting one that Alex Because I think he's right Is, is Manilos on five league bookings? I think he is um, Which means one more and, and, and the suspension kicks in Yeah listen He's obviously learning on the job uh, Gordon he, he said exactly what we said at half time We felt as if there was Any score he wanted And he got a reaction from his players uh, As I said they, A couple of weeks ago against Hearts They didn't get that So they, as, as a group of players They have to learn You know when they, It's an opportunity to go and Put the opposition to the sword, and and they did that uh, with great uh, substance today. Sorry, I think he's got four, but anyway, the point still stands. The bookings. No, absolutely, and and the thing is, he took a, a knock as well, uh, which resulted him laying on the ground for about twenty or thirty seconds directly after it, and I think the Motherwell player got booked then. So, listen, it was just about managing the game, you know, and it was opportunity to to bring on 
Kyle Lafferty as well, who hasn't really played as much as he probably would have liked as well. So he got that cameo role as well for 15, 20 minutes or so. So the, the, the players that he wanted to blood in, you know, Lafferty got a bit of time, the young lad Atakai come on as well. He didn't last too long because he got a knock. And then Macaulay. Mm. So it all worked really well. Everything worked for Stephen Gerrard today. And he was looking for a response on the back of a disappointing result uh, in Thursday yep. night. Uh, Robert's a Rangers fan in Guruk. What's your point tonight, Robert? Yes, good evening, Hello. Um Just back from the game, on the way down the motorway, I was astounded to hear the Motherwell fan trying to defend, uh, or trying to claim that Motherwell were harshly treated by the referee today. Strangest defensive ever heard complaining Morales was holding a leg when his deep player only elbowed him in the head. That seems the strangest defence ever. However, it was really the order off I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. The moral player was booked for persistent fouling. And immediately after the foul that got him booked, Rangers took a short free kick and he dived in and committed another foul which the ref stopped the game for. So he was lucky not to go off the park at that point. And then with the yellow card, he commits the penalty. I have no idea what any complaint could be about him leaving the park at that point. And Alec Ray was there and he was asked what was his opinion about the red card. I think Alec should have pointed out the fact that he committed a foul immediately after being booked for persistent fouling. Yeah, Robert, you're absolutely right in terms of it. It was literally within seconds that he committed a similar foul, but uh, you wouldn't expect him to get another yellow on the back of, you know, receiving a, a, a you know a, a, a yellow for a totting up process. So, uh, and you're right in what you said in terms of the penalty. But again, I don't know if it was dissent, but for, for an experienced player like Cal McHugh to dive in in the manner that he did, and, and listen, there was no defence. Uh, I actually said that, the, that because of the totting up, the yellow was the first one. I'm not sure whether he's given the red, uh, so the second yellow for an arm, uh, an arm, uh, uh, hitting his arm, or whether uh, he descends. So we're not sure. But whatever. Stephen Robinson, I think, if, think he seemed to, to, to mention about the handball, didn't he? Yeah, well, he, he did. He definitely says that it was a thing, made Gordon, that it was a, a penalty. So, but does it warrant a straight yellow? So we're not sure whether it was descent or the the way he kind of said to the referee what the words were said at that time because it's 50 yards away from us but I don't think I think that was just an excuse for what the mother will uh, support earlier on because from then on in it was just all about Rangers and how many they wanted to go on and score yeah and, and listening to Stephen Robinson Hugh he doesn't seem to be in any doubt about that that the Motherwell fan can yeah. listen everybody's yeah. got an opinion but Stephen Robinson wasn't using that as an excuse no his complaint was the first yellow card received by Carl McHugh which he described as an embarrassment so uh, I don't know whether it was justified or not but uh, I think the bottom line here is that Stephen Robinson spoke of woeful defending Motherwell imploded the penalty was given and scored uh, and Motherwell fell apart and what happened thereafter was down to woeful defending in the words of the Motherwell manager see that instance you're talking about there in, in uh, the, the booking yeah. the first booking there's no two ways about it it was a foul Cal McHugh he, he told Pokes the ball bast Cal McHugh and he comes charging into him and, and fouls him oh. so, but it was a, a combination of booking uh, tackles prior to that that resulted in that first booking so I don't think there was any 
you know, uh, surprise because and see if it hadn't happened there. The next foul, like Robert just says, it was d- directly straight after that there was another foul. So as again, again, you know, you're splitting hairs there because if he doesn't book him there, he books him thirty seconds straight after it for the first booking. So I don't even see what the argument is here. Yeah. Before we let you go, Alex, just sum up then your your thoughts on today. Thank you to Robert and Guruk. The time is a. Uh... Almost upon us. Yeah, listen, it was an opportunity for uh, Rangers to stake a claim today, Gordon, in terms of clawing back two points on Celtic, getting three on uh, Hearts as well. There's some really impressive performances today. Uh, Scott Arfield with a brace. Gresda coming in for his home debut. Young Middleton. Morelis continues to impress. So, overall, I think uh, Rangers will be happy with day's work. Stephen Gerrard said an interesting thing, that Rangers were helped before the game. By a result He didn't mention Celtic by name But it's perfectly obvious Celtic dropped two points at Livingston uh, And that helped Rangers before the game He spoke the Rangers manager About the other results over the weekend But he said they were helped before the game There's only one match before his game And that was the one at Livingston So it was a mediocre day for Celtic It was a terrific day for Rangers The top five in the league are separated by three points we now take that fortnight break for international football, Scotland, Albania, Scotland, Israel. But we've got a league that we can talk about. There's lots going on. Yes, it was quite a day in Scottish football, wasn't it? Thank you to Hugh Keevans. Thank you to Mark Wilson. Gordon Dale, this is like the Oscars, isn't it? On a, yes. on a weekend show, because I've got a long list of thanks to run through. Uh, <laughs> thanks to you three, Gordon Dale. Don't forget your mother. No, no that, that can come later on. Jim Duffy and Alex Ray kept an eye on things out at the games for us. But the biggest thanks always goes to you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all your calls and tweets. It was another incident packed weekend of Scottish football, and we can discuss it. In great detail Tomorrow night from 6 o'clock Over on Clyde 1 I'll be here Hugh Keevans will be here And we'll be joined by Alex Ray Just a quick recap Of what happened then In the lunchtime kickoff At Livingston It finished Livingston nil, Celtic nil, uh, And then Rangers absolutely Blowing Motherwell away 7-1 7-1 victory At Ibrox This afternoon It was about as convincing As it comes Let's discuss it again Tomorrow At 6 o'clock Clyde 2 Super Scoreboard